welcome, welcome, welcome to Chutzpah. I am so happy to be here. I am in the final round of back-to-back interviews today with two incredible women who make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside when they acknowledge me, so I'm having a great day. <laughs> the candle is lit. We've got our tea here. The twinkle lights are going. The disco party lights are going. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good time to be in the studio. But enough about me. I hope that you're happy wherever you are, and if you're not, don't look now. But I called in a favor, and you will now be tucked into bed at night by a sea lion anytime you want. It'll boop its sweet nose into your covers to tuck you in tight, and then flop a flipper over your head and just stroke your little noggin until you fall asleep. The only drawback is that you have to tuck it in on the nights when it's not tucking you in. So a deal's a deal. What can I say? All right, enough of that nonsense. Put those markers down, folks. My guest currently lives here in Louisville, Kentucky. She completed her bachelor's degree in political science at Bellarmine University before enrolling at the University of Louisville Brandeis School of Law, where she is a second-year student. She is an African-American woman working towards becoming a public interest attorney in order to give back to her and our community to the fullest extent. She once told me that she wanted to become the first black female justice on the Supreme Court, and we are both so happy to say that she's going to have to settle for second, or maybe even third. Please welcome the powerhouse herself, the lovely Lauren Neal. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Did I miss anything? No, that was great. Okay. Thank yeah, you yeah. No, that was awesome. Well, our first question is, uh, what gives you confidence? And how do you maintain that? I think our, like my instinct when I hear about confidence is like freak out because mm. it's been a journey yeah, to figure out what confidence even means to me beyond what society has told me what confidence should mean to me. Um, but I think waking up and deciding that I'm going to have a good day is what gives me confidence. And I don't do that by any means every day. That would be... Like a superpower. Um, (laughs) But yeah, waking up and deciding like I'm actually going to have a good day. I actually going to put on a phenomenal outfit and I know I look good whether someone tells me I look good. Um, You know, just doing things that bring me joy um, and not thinking about anybody else. Not in a selfish way, but not thinking about other people's opinions. Yeah. Um, and that's just, yeah, there, there's a lot of work that goes into that and I'm still learning and still trying to build on that. But the days that I can master that, those are good days. <laughs> those are good days. I think those are the days that I see you post on Instagram and I can be like, oh, there's yes! my friend. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, yes. <laughs> get her go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like if I'm having a good day, it's like, let me post this, let me share this, let me, this, this and that. Not because I'm like, everybody look at me. It's like, I can look back and pull that up. Like. Literally, maybe, what was it, 30 minutes ago, I was like, these oatmeal chocolate chip chunks (laughs) brought me joy. Mm -hmm. They brought me joy, and I pulled up the photo. Because, you know, that's what, yeah. So, that's what. And, I mean, we I even watched that give you confidence in the situation. Because you literally said, I wasn't just talking to talk. I actually (laughs) Actually had evidence of what I was talking about. Here it is. Here are the goods. Now everybody can have some. Yeah. (laughs) No. But, yeah, yeah, that's really, um, I think that's... uh, kind of answers the question. I think the main takeaway from that, though, is I'm still learning what 
gives me confidence. But I think 25 at 25, I'm learning right now what works for me is waking up, telling myself I'm going to have a good day, putting on my best outfit, documenting my day, because why not pretend that I'm the main character in a movie or yes. something? Yeah. Um, and I think you're exactly right. That's so beneficial, like for you, mm-hmm. right? I know for me, especially with social media, I always was like, I don't care about any of these people. No, <laughs> like, no, I it's don't about me. Yeah, to their day. <laughs> yeah. But then as I've mm-hmm. started to engage with mm-hmm. it more, I was like, wait, I'm doing cool things. Yes, and I can go back and look at all the cool, cool things, things that, that I'm I did. doing. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. So it's that good. That definitely not selfish, but like. Mm, necessary to support yourself, yeah, right? You're supporting yeah. yourself. Yeah, and I think, like, as we get older, or at least as I get older, I'm realizing, like, mm, this doesn't bring me joy or I don't actually enjoy doing this at all. So, you know, I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Like, I genuinely don't have to. And I think there are a lot of lessons with that. But, uh, you know, figuring it out, I think yeah. that's good, so... Can you talk a little bit about how um, your confidence and, you know, choosing to have a good day plays into your experience in law school? Because that's an environment that would maybe be hard to decide to have a good day. But yes. How do you how do you think you do that? I have strong feelings about law school. <laughs> I have very strong feelings about law school, so I will keep it really short. Um, that is an environment that for me as an African-American woman, was never created for me to be in, mm-hmm. um, which is a thing in itself. So on top of that, on top, and, and so with that, and then add in how hard school is, and then add in how competitive mm-hmm. it is when we get into like the work field or mm-hmm. we're networking and, you know, insert all other legal things yeah. for the people who, <laughs> <laughs> who know. But um it can be really discouraging. And I think what brings me the most confidence in that situation, it's my friends. And I know that sounds kind of like, oh, you know, I'm still obviously putting in the work myself, but mm-hmm. it's my fr- it is my friends. Like when I walk in there and I'm like, I don't know if I can do the speech. I don't know yeah. if I can do this or that. They're like, yeah, okay. I'm glad you had a moment. <laughs> you get a moment. Sometimes I don't even get a moment. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, you better get it together and like go out there. But that knowing that they believe in me and they're that encouraging, that's what gives me confidence. Um, it's the company you keep people. Yes. <laughs> it's the company you keep. So, yeah, um, that's a really big thing. And then also taking a moment to realize, like, I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to compare yourself to other people in that environment. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm my biggest competition. So I've, you know looking at a class or a semester, if I had, didn't do as best as I like, or as well as I wanted to, then I need to, that's my competition. I don't care about who else is around right. me that did better than me. I need to do better than the last version of me mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, it's a combination of things, but it is, it's a lot. I will say that it's, it's a lot. So it's my community and actively, um, I don't know, you got to actively make a choice to be like, like because eventually my idea is that if I actively wake up every single day choosing to be like you know as open to whatever that day or you know attempt to be as happy as I possibly can eventually this is just gotta work out right like I'm just gonna wake up and it's just gonna be you know something's going to be 
however it needs to be at that time. So yeah, I'm kind of realizing that as well. Well, great. Let's um, go ahead and move into uh, if you could tell me a story about a time when you had some chutzpah, you had some audacity, boldness, all that good mm. stuff. The I'm audacity. sure you've got a lot of I do. Like, options. Yeah, I do. Okay, so somehow you don't hear it in the final recording, but in this moment. Lauren just taps the table, but for me, listening with my headphone and the microphone, it sounds like thunder. It's this huge rumbling moment where I think everything is ruined, and that is why we crack up. So, sorry you don't get to enjoy a loud bang in the middle of the episode, but that's what's going on here. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Am I going to break the table? (laughs) (laughs) If everyone could... I have to have the audacity to speak up for myself every single day, every single day. And, you know, some days it's easier to do that. And other days it's like pulling teeth. Mm -hmm. It's like pulling teeth. And like, I think that just all goes into like advocating for yourself too. If we're thinking about it from like the perspective of like, this is a good example, right? Like standing up for yourself and like making sure you're heard and, you know, not letting people overlook you. Um, yeah, I have to do that every single day, every day, whether that's at the grocery store getting ice cream or that's being in a classroom and having to explain to someone like, no, this policy is sexist or no, this is extremely racist and there's nothing funny about that. Like, you know, just I think it ranges, though. I think I think there's also um, an element of mental chutzpah and like actual real world chutzpah, right? Absolutely. Because that's something I know that I kind of talked about a little bit in my episode and think about all the time is that for me, I am most chutzpahrific that we've had <laughs> a like lot of new takes on chutzpah throughout this. Um, I have to be much more chutzpahrific in my own mind than with the people around me because I've picked the people around me wisely to be Mm -hmm. very supportive. Mm -hmm. I rarely have to go up against them. But as someone with anxiety and depression, I have to go up against my mind all the time. And I think that's a big part of having chutzpah every day are the times when you just need to like be chutzpahrific in your own mind before you can stand up to the person and say, that's a horrible idea and we should not approve a policy like that. Yes. Wow, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to elaborate more on that yes, your experience. Yes, yeah. yeah, but like that's exactly what it is. It's you know, again, like I do I deal with depression, I deal with anxiety, I go to therapy. I think everybody should go to therapy. I think everybody needs a therapist, even if you feel like you're cruising, you need a therapist. Um, but having to deal with the level of anxiety that I have had all my life and then you know, getting into my 20s and then recognizing that it was anxiety, not even knowing that it was anxiety, you know, um, man, like the adjustments of just learning yourself. So I my first instinct when I'm like speaking, I mean, not necessarily not right now, but like it's like 10 or more people. My stomach is like upside down. Like I can't even like stage fright out the like I don't even know, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to force myself to be present and to like perform to my best ability and speak up for myself. So if I'm in a meeting and everyone around me, okay, I'm um, diversity chair for the student bar association. And we just did um, some different meetings with like 
different administrative people. And time and time again, people will come in and be like, well, we're doing our best with diversity and we're doing our best with this. And, you know, we're all about equality. And I'm like, mm, equity, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and but like hearing the same thing over and over. I know for me, I'm nervous to talk about the things that I want to talk about. Like, I'm a little bit anxious about the things I need to talk about. But I sure I need to say I have to put I have to push myself. I have to push myself mm-hmm. to say the things to advocate for myself and then to advocate for others. And I think that's where um, it all that's plays in. That's the chutzpah. Yeah, like that's chutzpah. Yeah. That's chutzpah. It, at least it, when I'm speaking from my from like my perspective, it comes into play when I'm advocating for people. I think the most. And then I'm learning because I'm so quick to advocate for others. How can I advocate for myself? Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Also, like totally a sidebar, but like when you think about the audacity, you think about the I think about the audacity of men. I'm like, man, <laughs> men have yeah. the audacity yeah. to this is not. And you know, you can automatically when you hear that, you automatically go to like what's bad and like what the negative is. But like, I love the perspective of like chutzpah. No, like there are good. There's the good and the bad, as yeah. everything is. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this world that only has one side yeah. um, to it, you know? It's very nuanced. Like, yeah. if you Google chutzpah, one of the examples that you'll see is something along the lines of someone who, like, kills their parents and then complains that they are an orphan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, not great. It's that level of, like, gall. Because yeah. some, some, like, synonyms will be gall. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the negative tones of boldness, right? When you're bold to, like, a problematic mm. side. And so, but as, like, a culture and just as a society, it wasn't hard to also retweak that and just shift it slightly and say, but it's also it can be. being really beautifully bold and, yes. and being and a self-advocate yes. while also advocating for others. And so it nuances it's that balance. the name of the game. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. the balance. I think that it's, one, all things are connected to, yes. you know, like, but it, it is that's that balance factor. How, how can this, how can we turn this into... Um, not a negative. How can we talk about this from the perspective of strength? Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Strength is the word of 2022. <laughs> strength, because you need it. You know what I mean? But strength looks different to everyone. Um, strength is sometimes taking a nap. As well as going to the gym. Come on now. Taking care of yourself <laughs> is hard. I got to have the audacity <laughs> to yes. take care of myself. Okay? Like, I have to be able to, yeah, self-care. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Speaking up for yourself and saying, I need a break. Right. Yeah, which I need a break every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you talk more about, because you are trying to become a public interest Lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk more about that and how that maybe fits into all of your advocacy? And, yeah, 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 how that works. <laughs> um, yeah, so public interest attorney. Essentially, all that means is that I want to work and work towards helping the everyday average person. I don't want to go into corporate. Um, if ten years from now someone's listening to this, I'm at corporate. Mind your business. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but but genuinely, I. Um, I'm striving to do work for people in the community that can't necessarily advocate for themselves, who have been historically forgotten, who don't have the resources to advocate for themselves. Um, 
that can be within housing. I really focus a lot on environmental justice, environmental law work, um, access to clean water, um, <laughs> um, you know, things that are about to start happening because of climate change and what that impact is going to look like on minority communities. Um, Mississippi versus Tennessee was just on the docket with the Supreme Court. They're arguing over groundwater rights. Um, and, you know, if you're not like me and just honestly just looking at it every day, you don't even know that we're arguing about groundwater rights yeah. and that we're in a water crisis or on our way. You know, I mean, you could it depends on your viewpoint on that. But um, you know what I mean? I'm yeah, still yeah, trying yeah. to figure it out. I really am because there's so many like little pieces mm. um, to nuance. everything. The, oh God, the nuances. Um, I'm trying to think of another like a civil rights attorney. Mm hmm. Public interest, like that's I'm automatically, I'm like, oh, public interest, like civil rights. Okay, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. have constitutional rights that, hello, somebody's mm-hmm. got to be out here, you yeah. know, protecting. Um, but I think when I'm talking about like environmental justice and things, that isn't necessarily civil rights. I'm, again, I'm still trying to figure out all this out, but it's not necessarily uh, like the same thing as a civil rights attorney because the rights that I'm, I'm saying access to clean water is a right, but right. it's not. Like, it's not a right. It's, it's a, it, is it a human right? Yeah. But is it a legal constitutional right? Like, no. Unless you can argue it that way. Yeah. You know, it is, yeah. it's, it's complicated, but not complicated. I feel like I might be making it a little bit more complicated, but I'm still learning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Still learning. Well, and I, I only ask that too because I know I would listen to this and be like, ah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind like, of what, forgot the word you... law. You said law, and I was like, right, that word. law. Yeah. What is this? What is this? Yeah, but but that, like I said, like I've always been more forever. I think I've always been in in a position, whether that was with my family or, you know, at school, always advocating for someone or like rallying the troops so that we can like go advocate for ourselves or something like that. I know at Bellarmine, I was always on it, always on it with people constantly. Um, Shout out to Dr. Donovan um, for listening to us. when we had concerns and things, but, you know, advocating for the African and African, di- African and African American diaspora s- studies, like the minor mm-hmm. at Bellarmine, that took a lot. That took a lot. Like, can you talk more about that story then? Yeah, sure. Um, there was a lot of push. Okay. So Bellarmine didn't have any type of ethnic study, anything, uh, minor, major, whatever. Um, and, a few of us from the Black Student Union got together and we were like, that's really messed up. Uh, every other school in Kentucky has something like this. And wow. Bellarmine is the only school. And so we put together numbers. I can't give you all that right now. It's been a while. It's been, oh my goodness, like four years. But, um, oh, that's scary. But <laughs> we um, started this process where we're like, okay, we got to meet with the board. Okay, we have to meet with the professors. I mean, we had to do... The administrative side of education is exhausting, in my opinion. Like, if you see me doing I that, got a help me. In yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, please help. Like, it's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. I don't even red tape. Yes. <laughs> caution, <laughs> caution. But um, so we did all that, but you know, we had professors that were a hundred percent on our side for that. They were helping us. All along the way, um, Dr. Powell being one of them. And we ran into other professors that pushed back. We had, um, when we were going through like our different stages so we could get approved to even push for the curriculum because they have to adopt into the schedule and then all the administrative things. Um, 
And we, there was an instance where I was in a room and I was with another black uh, student union person. And one of the professors asked, well, why are we doing this when um, we're neglecting insert any race Mm. studies? Yeah. Um, And I had to, because my first reaction was to get upset, but I didn't. (laughs) I didn't get upset. But I did speak up. I was mm-hmm. like, um, it's not that we are creating this diaspora minor because we want to exclude anyone. When you think about the African diaspora, it is inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you don't even know what the diaspora even is. And then second, like we're laying the foundation so that we can have an Asian studies so that we yeah. can have like insert whatever you can have it there was no no one had done it before us right so now you have the playbook go out there like Mm -hmm. go get it like this is what i i I guess my confusion was just because we're trying to get this minor going why does that mean that we're trying to exclude because when we're only learning about u.s history from a white perspective at no point is anyone i mean now we are because we're talking about critical race theory but i mean actually now the public society is we've always you know with my community talked about that um issue but you know now the media wants to talk Mm -hmm. about it but why is it that we always jump to if you're advocating for this group then you must only be advocating for this group and that might be because of what a certain group throughout history has done is only advocated for themselves but like that's not how it is over here i'm doing work i'm laying the foundation i'm you know putting in the work so that it's easier for someone else to come along and say I don't see myself in this space. I'm not being represented in this space in the way that I want to. Mm -hmm. So let me go in and make this space the way I want it to be made. I think everybody deserves to be comfortable. I think everybody has a right to be heard. I think, you know, and I say these things like over and over because I genuinely mean them. Like everyone should have um, access, truly. And so, yeah, that, that, I guess, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good little so, experience. So you got the pushback from the professors, but it sounds like Dr. Donovan was always... Oh, yeah. Dr. Donovan. No, idea. yeah. It was... I think we just had to go through while we were... Because we had to come up with, like, a whole curriculum. Right. And, uh, uh, like, sample syllabi and, like, you know, just all types of things. And if you think about it, it's like, I'm only a junior, senior right? in college. So I'm barely understanding what's happening in yeah. my classes. You yeah. want me to write a syllabi? But we had to get feedback from professors Mm -hmm. and the feedback was like, well, why don't we make it just a general studies? And it's like, but then you're grouping and then that's how we miss things. Right. And that's also, you know, again, coming back to the critical race theory conversations we're having now. No one's saying to neglect anybody's story. We just want this piece here Mm -hmm. to be like heard that's it and that yeah. also encompasses everything else it encompasses it's just one brick in the, the yes well, a wall's not the right metaphor but no but in the road well, in the yeah. well yeah, yeah. Like, you know? build something like, yeah. because it's that <laughs> it's that we're yeah. building something yes we're building something it is not with the intention of um, let me just build my little hut and then right. like i'll be good or let me build my little you know backyard whatever and i'll be good it's like no i'm I bought the land so we can build foundation together so yep. that we can all have something together. And now students can Now students that, right? can enroll. They can minor. Yes, they can. Yes, it's a whole minor. And I think that was huge for something for, at Bellarmine. Uh, yeah. Bellarmine needed, well, one, Bellarmine needed that desperately. But two, um, the work that me and everyone else did on that project also fed into like how we 
we were heard in other ways on campus because we were pushing so hard for us to have education that reflected who we were. Right. And then on that, it's like, okay, well, we're also dealing with these other experiences on microaggressions. So then we did a protest on microaggressions. And then we did, you know, there's just, it's a never ending. Uh, it's like, and then, you know, you get to law school and you're out here still doing, um, <laughs> you're still advocating. And I'm still, you know, on boards and trying to make sure that I'm heard and making sure that I'm laying the foundation so that when another black woman comes into Brandeis School of Law, they're like not as confused and shook up as I was. I think that's the main takeaway from that. Not to ramble. <laughs> no, it's great. I think that is a perfect story that really, it encapsulates the whole idea mm-hmm. of chutzpah and yeah, audacity. Audacity. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. So, I mean, we've we've kind of, we've covered a lot of ground, but mm-hmm. was there anything in particular, I guess from that experience, um, that you learned that you've been able to apply to, like, your life going forward, aside uh, from how to, like, make a freaking syllabus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what I learned there was if you want something enough, you can have it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that it's never been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me. If I want it, I'm going to get it. (laughs) I'm going to get it because I can put in the work and I can make it happen. Um, That's the lesson. And I've definitely carried that over into jobs, um, law school for sure. Man, I get told all the time, like, I can't, you know, you can't do this. This isn't normal. This isn't whatever. And I'm like, guess what? Guess what? I'm going to forge my own path. Um, So I think that's the big, that's the lesson from that is speak up, speak up, like, you don't see something there, go make it. Go lay that foundation there. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I can't remember who it was. Speaking of Bellarmine, like it was like maybe one of the women's conferences or something. And a woman came in and it was an African-American woman. And she just sold her business for millions of dollars. The giant transportation business yes. in D.C.? Yes. This was how we met, remember? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. This is how it and all then, began. And then we had and it was just world margarita. Yeah. It was a great night. Yeah. Yes. But she had said that she was spending, I don't know if she was spending a lot of time trying to get at it, like in, within the circle. Like she wanted to seat at the table. Yes. I want yes. to seat at yes. the table. I want to seat at the table. She kept saying that. And she's finally, I just created my own table. I created my own networking circle. I created my own, like, just because. Not every time does it need to be, uh, let me infiltrate this. Or not, maybe infiltrate's not the word, but let me, you know, get in the mix of this. Sometimes that over there isn't even meant for you in the sense of like, that won't allow you to be your greatest. Like you yes. won't reach your full potential over there in that circle. Right. Sometimes you have to like set that up for yourself. And then that's when it's easier. It's like, well, I created this table anyway. So I can invite whoever I want to the table and allow the, like, give people opportunities that I wish somebody would have given me an opportunity for, or Mm -hmm. I wish somebody would have, or like how someone did advocate for me, I will continue to, you know, pay it forward. Um, Well, and this is reminding me a lot of, in the episode we do with Jacob, mm -hmm. um, he talks about being on SGA and people would present an idea for something that already existed. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, they just were trying to 
like kind of do their own thing, but in a different way than what you're saying, right? Mm. Like sometimes you also need to realize what the resources are. Yes. Which in a lot of your cases, the point is that there are no resources. No, right, right. And that's but sometimes the there are resources. Problem. But sometimes mm-hmm. it, it actually exists. I don't know how many times I've been like, man, I should like look into this thing. And then there it is. It's, it's an like, organization yeah. that's been established for like years. Ever, yeah. And yeah, and then you realize like, oh my gosh, there's the email. Like I mm-hmm. can just get in on it and Yeah, let me reach and out. That is also how you can learn to be a leader. Right? Sometimes we're not all built to build. <laughs> Sometimes you got to learn how to lead by being a follower for a yeah. little bit. And like if you're fortunate enough that there is a resource that mm-hmm. exists, like, don't try to duplicate it. Like, find your way in and find your way up, right? Because that's just, like, as valuable. So I, I think this is a great conversation that kind of helps give context to, to the one yeah. that he had, too. Because, like yeah, learning how bo- to be a leader takes all kinds of different learning, avenues. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even the same woman I was a month ago. Oh. You know what I mean? Either. I'm, yeah. like, what? Like, some of the stuff I, like... A year ago, like, I, I encourage, like, everyone should do that. Just stop for a moment, when, especially when you're, this goes back to the confidence question you kind of mm-hmm. were saying earlier. When you start to get down on yourself and you're like, I'm not doing enough or I'm, you know, maybe I'm projecting a little. But, like, <laughs> well, you know, when, when I say these yeah. things to myself, yeah. <laughs> I, this is my therapist gave me a tip. So shout out to Stephanie. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> think about where were you six months ago? Think about where you were a year ago. And think about where you are now. Get out of here. Once you start thinking like that, it's like there's no, like, it's tough to see it in the moment sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you are doing phenomenal. You are doing great. You are doing exactly what you need to be doing at the time you were supposed to be doing it. That's it. Drops mic. (laughs) I think that's how we should end it, honestly. (laughs) I think that's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, I am just going to end it. What did we learn here today? (laughs) We learned that strength is the word of 2022. Come on. So bring that strength. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Um, we learned, I mean, we learned a lot of things about law, kind of. Mostly, sort of. like, law is a word, and it is Lots. an activity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we also learned the name Laura Neal. Remember it, because she's going to be somebody, because she's a real badass. Thank you. Thank of you. Course. Yes. Um. And we also learned that that self-care is very important. Like, I know that we hear it a lot today, but here it is again. Just another reminder that taking care of yourself and taking a nap is just as important as going to the gym. I like that one. If you like this show, you may also enjoy Dyslexics Untied, a podcast hosted by my boyfriend, Jacob Schumann, and Dr. Sean Apostle from Bellarmine University. Don't forget that if you are a hustler, a business owner, generally a happening person, you can get stickers made to rep you or your organization in town here in Louisville from Squidprint. And if you mention chutzpah, you are going to get 20% off your sticker order. They are so affordable, very high quality, and so local. It's a no-brainer. Go check them out. So take care of yourselves. And um, don't forget that our theme music is from a group called Crowbunder, and the song is called Humbug. I am Bridget Bard. Shalom. Shalom.